And we are back with another episode of the Cool Sore Podcast. And today we are joined by a Cool Sore of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Miss Ayana Glover. Yes, I had a chance to meet her at Essence Wellness House earlier this year. Uh, she's a recent graduate from Virginia State University, and she has done some great things already in her life, um, including writing a book about what life is like and what recent graduates need to know about trying to navigate this thing called life. Because we do, when we look back on our lives, we're like, man, I just graduated from college. What do I do next? So she is helping other people to do just that, do the right thing, or at least help them to navigate that particular journey once they graduate from college again make sure you follow us at cool sore like our facebook page follow us on instagram and make sure you get that cool sore necklace we'd love your support okay also coming up we've got a virtual event on september the 20th you can find that information out on our cool sore page as well so you will truly enjoy this episode with ayana glover called adulting you know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all, I am a cool soror of What's up y'all, I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of It's the Cool Soror Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. Hey! Hi! How are you? Oh, how you doing, sis? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, Yana Glover is joining us today on Cool Sword Live. And I just want to say thank you for being persistent. And thank you so much for being patient with me. Uh, I guess we've been patient with one another um, this throughout since we met at Essence Wellness House here in Atlanta. So just thank you. How, have, how has everything been going for you? Honestly, it's been like, it's been interesting, just like the whole um, understanding the entrepreneurial journey, but it's definitely been like an awesome one to learn. And I've discovered that it's a never ending learning. Oh, yeah. Curve. So yeah, just um, getting that and I'm just excited just to see um, what's going to happen, what's coming next. And even this interview for appreciative. So thank you so much for me. I'm just Absolutely. Super excited, honestly. Yes, absolutely. So how we started the Cool Sword podcast when I, I started this podcast in 2016 and it grew and it was doing really, really well. And then I got Sister Circle and then it kind of like faded to the back. But, you know, it just I just couldn't do it like I wanted to. So I kind of I relaunched it. And even I even you, you say like it's an interesting journey. Like I, there's a constant fight that I have, not with myself, but just well, yeah, with myself like this get up and get it done. Like there's nobody else yeah. that's going to do it. You got to get up and get it done. So um, yeah. I thank you so much for being available. So we start the podcast off by asking, so Miss Ayana, you are a cool soror of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yes. Okay. Yes. A new, a new baby. Well, two years yes. old, right? Two years old now. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But let's start from the very beginning. So you are a first generation college graduate. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Yep. Tell us about, you know, a little bit about your journey and how you ended up at Virginia State University and, and what that meant for not only you, but your family. 
Okay, so it's actually quite an interesting story about how I ended up at Virginia State. I um, used to cheer in high school, and I really wanted to go to a school. Well, first off, I wanted to go to an HBCU, so that was, like, already up there. And I wanted to be close to home, but, but still kind of far away. So anyway, um, Virginia State did on-site admission at my school. And so um, I got accepted, but I was, like, 50 points away from the SAT from getting a scholarship. Ah. So it was like, okay, now I got to take it again. And I had actually missed the date, but then through the help of um, the, actually the men of Omega Sci-Fi, because one of my coaches from um, um, Duval High School, like he told my mom, I, I can't even remember what he said, but something about the introduction it got the next day on my actual my 18th birthday i was awarded my scholarship and for me as being a first generation college student i didn't even go for the highest level scholarship because i was afraid that i would not um complete it like i was stressed going to be stressed out but then i ended up graduating with a 3.8 and i was like super involved in school so just from that um situation alone i realized that like you know don't put the bar low for myself because who knows what I can achieve so that's kind of how all of this whole thing came to be really wow wow so uh how did Virginia State treat you what did oh. you learn yeah 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 <laughs> look at look at that smile I mean because you're not you're not too far removed from yeah. from, from that experience but what was it like for you it was honestly so amazing and it felt like a family atmosphere because I also joined a number of different organizations while I was on campus and it really gave me, I think, the ability to utilize my network in different ways because there's a lot of things, even where I am now and things like that, I, it came from the network of my school and the network of um, Virginia State and the HBCU network in general. Even um, going to the Essence Fest was my line. It's like all these, right. these things worked out because of the network. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you, I mean, literally, as, as soon as I got off the stage, you're like, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, OK. She was like, we're Deltas, but uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you about you know, what you do. And we've been in contact ever since. And we've taken a couple of hiatuses in between but i'm so glad that that we we're able to to connect um you know the thing that i really loved about you is that you were like i'm really just trying to spread the word about what life is like after you graduate and you have been so uh, such an advocate for graduates because nobody really teaches you what it's like once you get that 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 degree you're like okay so what's next so tell us why it is your mission to help other recent graduates find their way okay thank you so um it's my mission because nobody did it for me pretty much just because and it wasn't like it was malicious like somebody was like no we're not gonna help ayana but if people didn't know you know you can't teach what you don't know and i realized that um I've been blessed with the experiences that I've had and the network that I've built. And I would feel, you know, it would be a disservice not to spread that knowledge and spread what I've learned. And um, just from my own experiences and breaking a number of generational curses myself, I feel like it's my responsibility to help the next young woman or young man or whoever that comes after. Because, you know, if I don't help them and if I don't do it, then who will? kind of yeah thing. yeah 
So, so you talk about uh, these generational curses. I mean, obviously, I mean, for the things that you want to divulge, when did you know that you did not want to repeat certain cycles? Was it at, was it in college or, what, or were you a young woman when you were like, yeah, this will never be me? Um, actually, like my whole life, I've been like that. Even um, I can remember when I was in middle school and I had this cell phone and I really wanted a, I think it was like a sidekick or something like that. I really wanted a specific phone and they had got me this other one and, and it wasn't like on some ungrateful stuff, but it was just like, no, that's not the phone that I want. So no, thank you. But then the next day, her friend had the exact phone that I wanted and said, hey, um, can you give this to Ayana? So I think from a young age, I've always just, and my family has taught me, like, even though they may not have known, they still exposed me to better. So from a young age, I always knew, like, even though this may be my circumstance and my situation, this will not be my destination at all. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, going back to, to after graduation, you said you went into a deep, a deep, dark depression. When were you able to recognize that this was not normal? Let me think. That's a good question. Um, I realized when I wasn't like pleased with myself because I've always been someone that like strive for like, what's the next best thing that I could do? Like, okay, I've done this. I've outdone myself this time, this time, that time. And um, my first job was like horrible. It was just like the worst experience of my life. And I realized like, if I don't get myself out of here, I'm going to be stuck. And um, Beyonce's song, I think it was in Freedom, where she says, I'm going to keep running because a winner don't quit on themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it got to the point where, like, even at one point, because I had been at this job, I had started dressing like a man because I was being harassed and stuff. So it was just a really horrible, horrible situation. And um, at homecoming, I was with my line sister, and we were just talking about it. And I was like, this is not going to, this is not it. And so then from them, I got this connection through like a network and now I have a new job and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was definitely, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you were saying it was definitely what? Yeah, I was saying it was definitely a process. And it was like at one point, like the only thing that got me through was um, the motivational speaker, E.T. and then Kirk Franklin in the morning. And I'm not even super religious, but you know, every day I work because I had to have something and I didn't necessarily understand at the time what I was aspiring to, but I knew that other people had done it before. So I just kind of, I um, immersed myself in what I saw other people doing. And then eventually, eventually that's what I became. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's very interesting. You, you mentioned, you know, wearing these big clothes so people wouldn't come at you. And then you also mentioned the fact that you, you were, sexually harassed in, in our, in our pre-interview. Um, how were you, I mean, it's, you're, I mean, you're already, you're still in your, you're not even 25 yet, are you, baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you were, you're dealing with all of this. You're taking this all in. You're trying to tell the right people and no one is coming to your aid. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, did you, how, how, how did you, get out of it. I know you got an opportunity, you said through your networks and all that, but mm -hmm. I want to talk about that time and how you were able to grow. And then the realization of, as what you quote saying, saying, 
corporate America does not like black women. <laughs> that was your okay, so uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. because that was my first experience in the workforce in general. So I'm coming out from college, and like I had such a great time while I was at Virginia State. Obviously, with all the stuff I still have from Virginia State, so. Um, and it was just kind of heartbreaking, honestly, because when I told my manager, for example, and um, I had told her that I was scared to work at the night shift because I did not know what I had signed up for until they were like, get you some steel toe boots. And I was totally thrown for a loop. And right. my first interaction downstairs, this man like corners me. And so I'm like stuck in the, the thing like this and it's getting in my face. What, what are you the manager of? Like looking down on me and he's, so I'm like afraid and I'm scared. I go to HR and they told me, um, there's no way he could have done this. And then we were going on a trip for the program I was in. So they were like, oh, you get back. I got back, it was never handled. Um, some other man, like they would say some really, really, really rude things. And then um, I told my manager that I was afraid because for one, and I, you know, I have family that's been in and out of prison, you know, but they hire felons and I was not made aware of that prior to. And there was many incidences where like people were getting hiding under people's cars and, and all type of stuff. So I told her that I was um, nervous because there were older men that mm -hmm. were making these lewd comments. And then she goes, well, not everyone got to go to college. Nothing what? Got to be educated but some of us had to go straight to work and I was like whoa you know that has and then she's like and why are you saying it's about age you know it's not an age thing and I'm like yes it is you know I'm and she she completely um disregarded it and then the next day tried to make me work the night shift so yeah. that was intense yeah and yeah. Um, thankfully my dad and his girlfriend, Rochelle, like, I used to call them at lunch, like, in the parking lot, like, please. And, like, they would talk to me all day long. So um, definitely, I really think having a strong family dynamic and a strong network and people that I could call when I needed to cry, like, and some people in that office as well, they definitely took me under their wing. Like, I stayed in the nurse's office like it was, like, I was sick every day or something. But right. it was just because feel for me. But I definitely think, um, had it not been for my family, you know, I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. And that's awful that you had to endure that. The only thing that she heard was that you had gone to college and she had, she took that, she just let it brush over that you were actually being harassed. The fact that yeah, you had to go friendly. to college, you went to college. That is, I'm so glad you got out of that situation. And we're here to talk, yeah. talk to you now about where you are. Me too. Right. Amen. Right. 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 So I love the fact that you call yourself the laptop life coach and able to help transform your peers' lives. And what does that make you feel like? Um, so it's kind of breaking up. Sorry. Can you repeat that question? Sure. Sure. Said so you call yourself the, the, the laptop life coach. And how does it feel to help people transform their lives? And I know it took you a while to even get to this place. Cause I think I was, I was, I came along in your life at like a 
pivotal moment where you're like, I'm just yeah. trying to figure it out. And then you figured it out and now you're changing lives. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Well, at, first off, I want to thank you as well, because sometimes I have to remember and remind myself that it is a, it's a progress kind of thing. So I just yeah. also want to thank you because that was confirmation for other things in my mind. But right. anyway, <laughs> it, it honestly feels amazing. Um, nothing less than amazing. And I'm completely um, just grateful and thankful. I don't know. There's not really any explanation more than just grateful because um, I know it's like to like not have certain things. And I know what it feels like to um, not be the most confident. I know what it feels like not to be in love with who you are and what you look like. And the fact that now I can do that and the fact that now I can help other people learn how to do that without them becoming like relying on me as the laptop loads. It feels, it feels amazing. And um, it's still in the early stages just because um, like you said, I just settled on the name laptop life coach and all that. Honestly, it's like every day I just learn something new. And um, I finally got to the point where occasionally I'll get a DM that's like, Ooh, um, your stuff is your content and your stuff helping me and things like that honestly that's what gives me the push because if i'm not helping then obviously my content's not doing what it's supposed to do so right. it just feels amazing that um i'm able to do that honestly yeah how did you come up with the the content was it something that you kind of did a curriculum on yourself to help others Okay, so actually, funny thing, while I was at that first um, job, I had to create a um, course of training for them about how to work these machines that I've never operated before. So um, thankfully, I was able to do that because it gave me um, a leg up, I guess, because it taught me how to make courses. But the content, actually, I think it just comes through. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm a vessel for the information because even when I write it out, I just write the titles. And then once I get to the course, the content flows out, but I never know what I'm talking about or right. what I'm gonna say in the course. It just comes through, but it is what I use to get myself out of my depression. Oh, good, good, good. Now, have you sought like any professional help for, to get out of your depression or is this something that was, you just kind of did on your own? Um, I just did it on my own and I actually thought about getting a therapist like I thought about it um, but something in me was like you know let's just try one more time let's just try it a different way because I've been able to help myself out of a lot of other situations so I'm sure I could do it again and then I tried it and um, I'm glad I did because I am solution based and so I discovered solutions and things and different tactics and ways that I can actually teach others so that they can do their solutions themselves, you know? So I'm teaching people how to help and heal themselves. Right, right. Well, if when, when, when your insurance kicks in and all that good stuff, I would recommend <laughs> though, in addition to what you're already doing, because I'm an advocate for, um, for, for seeking therapy. It has been, and I didn't start going, Ayana, until I was like, you know, like 44 years old and so but it's really changed me and helped me so if I can help you even become a better a, a better and greater version of yourself by just just sitting on somebody's couch 
I promise you, you will be amazed at the at what you will discover and mm. break up some of that stuff. And then you too can then share that with the people who are following you and need you. So it, it would only make you greater, but I know that you're doing incredible work now and I'm proud of what you're doing and that, and, and some people are able to, to push through without mm -hmm. the, the help of therapy. But if I can be the big sister yeah. that I, I, you know, that I know that I am, I would love to, I would So just think about it. Yeah. And, and I definitely agree. Um, Cause I, so let me just say, I don't want anyone to hear me wrong. I definitely agree that therapy and the traditional methods, like they are definitely required because you have to even address the issues before you can heal from them. So I definitely agree. Um, what I'm doing is more so on the, it's that next step is the yeah. step after, okay, now that I've acknowledged it, how do I heal from it? Right. So, right. Um, I definitely, even in the courses I say like, yes, I definitely recommend therapy and not a therapist. So I, I can't say don't get, you know, right, but, right. Um, I definitely think there are so many different ways to um, heal from different things. And my whole thing is I just want to teach people different tactics because you never know what type of tool yeah. you need. So here's just another tool to put in your tool belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard you mention earlier when you were mentioning Kirk Franklin and what you were doing to to kind of heal yourself you said i'm not a, i'm not a super religious person but tell me a little bit about your spirituality mm -hmm. and how you navigate that okay so i am very very spiritual i'm very into like holistic remedies and things like that but i also um i believe in god and i believe in like a higher power and like a higher universe but i also believe the power of man manifestation and like manifesting with intent and utilizing the universal laws that are there at our disposal so um i also even started um um what are they called guided meditations and things yeah, like yeah. that as well yeah. because uh -huh. i'm big on meditating and and just keeping my energy clean and things like that so um, definitely. It's like a, a mixture. And I know this is kind of all topic, but no, it's fine because I'm the same way. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I, I love to learn about different religions too. Like even the ancient religions and things. I'm really into the, the deep studies behind the religion and less of the, um, I don't know how to explain it really more into the theories and the um, deep meaning behind the different religions. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, uh, I think you gain a greater appreciation for everybody and then everybody's way of finding who they are through whatever it is that they subscribe to. I just, I just feel like that each of us, this is just me should just be open to whatever, whoever and whatever someone else needs to be able to be the best version of themselves and no one should judge how anyone gets there as long as it's based in love and kindness. So yeah, I'm, I'm the absolute same way, which is why I felt comfortable asking you that because I felt, I That's felt cool. your energy. Hey, hey <laughs> come through with the energy. Okay. Yes. I'm all about energy. Yes. Has anyone ever told you that you have an old soul? Um, yes, actually. When I was, I think like five, they would say she's five going on 40. So mm -hmm. or or 55 or something like that. So they've always said I had a older soul and I'm the oldest in my sibling group. So it's like, I grew up with adults and I grew up with my mom and her friends. 
And so I've always been kind of like an older um, soul. Yeah. 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 You talked about a pivotal moment in your life. And literally, it's, when I ask people that in the questionnaires, there's like, there's always like something that's deep. Um, you know, you were like, look, something happened. We were in Vegas. My homeboy hooked us up. Oh, we were yeah. in this hotel. And I was like, I need to live like this. What I need to do to make sure my life like this. Tell me about that moment and how oh. that was able to fuel you to the next level. Man, okay, so let me let me lay it all out there. Come so, on now. <laughs> so we're, it's my first time going to Vegas, and I'm in this room for sales. And so um, you get to, like, take side trips and stuff occasionally. So we're going to Vegas. The um, plane lands, and one of my friends, he's, he's in a different program than us, so he was going to meet us there. So he got there first, and there's three of us, and then um, him. And all of a sudden, when the plane lands, the phones start buzz, buzz, going buzzing off. And we're like, what's, you know? And so I'm like the last one checking the phones because I know that, you know, as soon as the plane lands, my family's going to be like, where am I? So I'm letting everybody know I landed and all this type of stuff. So then it's like, we don't have a hotel to stay in. So we're like freaking out. But then last minute, because... For whatever reason, they had a problem with the timeshare. They tried to say he wasn't old enough. It was just a crazy situation. Right. But um, we ended up, he ended up getting us this hotel and just sent the address, okay? <laughs> so my friend, who's actually at AKA, she uh -huh. goes, um, Yana, did you see what this address is? <laughs> I was like, no. You know, because what type, you know, it's Vegas. There's so many hotels in Vegas. Right. So I look up. It's the Trump Hotel. Oh and at lord. That point, I'm like, oh, oh god. <laughs> Why? So I'm like, I call him. Yeah, and I'm like, what all the hotels to pick from? You know, why did you pick this hotel? And right. he's like, well, because it was Memorial Day weekend. There's no other hotels. It was and nobody was, was staying there. Or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he was like, just come. And he was like, trust me, guys, I got this nice room. So we're like, and it's, it's free at this point. So we're like, we don't have no nothing else to do. So we get to the Uber. The driver's being shady because she's dropping us off at the Trump Hotel. I can't even blame her at this point. <laughs> I'm ashamed. <laughs> You're like, sis, I promise you, somebody hooked us up, yeah. I would never be staying here. Yeah, I would never make this hotel for myself. So then we pull up to the hotel, he comes down, and there's a guard before you can even get to the elevators. And so I've been to some nice hotels in my life, but I've never been anywhere where there's a guard before you can even get to the elevator. So we're looking at him. He don't let us go through. So then my friend comes downstairs. And so it's like um, room one to 20, then room like 20 to whatever. We go all the way to the room with the highest. So I'm like... Okay, you know, I'm in the Trump Hotel, but at least I'm going to the highest level hotel. Right, right. So we get in the elevator, and we're in there with these older, um, these older people from a older different white people. Group. Yeah, that, that should be at the Trump Hotel. Yeah. So they're looking at us. Okay, okay. Oh. So looking at us like, like who are you? You don't belong here. Is what right. it felt like. And so when my friend pushed the elevator, his was like the highest level. So I'm looking at him like, and they looking at us too, because you know, when you go up on that top level, it's, it means something. So we get in there, he opens the door and 
my mouth about dropped to the floor, okay? <laughs> I was like, I was just in such shock. The, the bathroom, it had a, it had a bidet. And we didn't even know how to work the shower because there were shower heads everywhere. And the everything was just enormous. And we were like up in like way high. I could see everything. It was just the wow. And so then after I was excited, of course I made a recording to show my friends where I was, but I didn't tag the location. Of course you did. <laughs> but after that, um, so after it all settled in. I got a little upset and my friends were like, what's the problem? And I'm like, y'all, like, there's people that are just living like this all the time, you know? And then there's other people who are struggling to like buy groceries. So, and I'm like, you know, if, and that's just how I think, like, we could pull our money together, you know, we could start a right. hotel, we could do this. You pulled out your notebook, you yeah, like, look. Like, because like, this is how people are living. Like, this is their vacation. This is it. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, so my friends, of course, were like, Yana, please, like, can we just enjoy the trip? Right. So after that, um, and like the whole rest of the trip was just really, really cool. And um, the air in Vegas is different. And I just realized, like, there's something, there's a different type of lifestyle that I've never even been exposed to. And there's a different type of luxury. And there's a different type of wealth. And there's also, um, on the flip side of that, like I said, people who who like can't even imagine this type of thing because I couldn't even I dream big so I realized that first off that's the way that I want to travel more often so what do I need to do to get there and second off what do I need to do so that I can go to the black version of that hotel someday mm -hmm. or I can mm -hmm. go to this version or that and so um that whole experience just really transformed everything because I realized like I could live like this so what right. do I have to do to do that yeah, yeah. And it's not that you were basing it off material things, but there's a certain way of life that people want to yeah. live and how people want to roll. I know I, I love I love a good beach. I love fine dining. I'm not a purse girl. Mm -hmm. I'm not a shoe girl. I'm not any of those types of girls. But you take me to a restaurant, get me the one of the, well, not the one of the best bottles, but the mid-level bottle. And we can right. have a good time. It's good. Right. It's, I know, that's right. Right, absolutely. So tell everybody about your book, because you have a book that is available for purchase on the Amazon. Awesome. So um, that's going to be like my first book. It's called The Unconventional Guide uh, to Adulting, which is basically a workbook set up where um, specifically first-generation college students, but it could be anybody in um, college graduate that is just trying to get a head start on life, doesn't want to make the same mistakes that I made because I'm a firm believer and you can learn from somebody else's mistakes. So if you can, I talk about a um, high level of how to budget, you know, how to um, pay for your bills and things like that so that they're on time and early so you don't have to um, live paycheck to paycheck. Um, also, I talk about like the choice of music because even music has a real impact on how we operate and how we feel. So the importance of having your different playlists, the importance of self-care, and it just goes in through um, A to Z on um, how to survive your first year post-college. Yeah, that's good. Because, no, I mean, everybody's like, oh, well, she graduated or he graduated. 
did you get your first job? What you doing now? It's like, this is a shocker because you just come from this small, beautiful world where like, you are the woman, you know what I mean? Or you are the man. And then it's like, and this, you had this whole world and this whole life to live. So I think that that's been, I I think that that's great that you have that available um, for for purchase and for people to, to delve into. So in 2018, you became a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Now, did Delta Sigma Theta choose you or did you choose Delta Sigma Theta? I would say that we chose each other because um, my sister's mom is, um, she's been a pivotal, her name is Serena. She's been a pivotal part in my life, like from a young age. And she definitely instilled in me um, the desire to want to not only attain, but also give back because she has like foster children. I don't want to put all the business out here like that, but she does like, she gives back in different ways and things like that. And she really um, made sure that I understood the values and to um, go more on, like, even when I was at state and things like that, um, it was just like the founder of my cheerleading squad is a woman of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, you know, and I just love her, Dr. Paula Walker Johnson. And uh, my cheerleading coach is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, both of my coaches from high school and from um, college. And it just, um, it's just something about, for me, the Crimson and Cream, obviously, the dedication to service and um, uplifting the next generation of um, women, specifically Black women, and just the community in general. And I feel so strongly about um, giving back and holding the door open and making sure that the next generation has it a little bit easier, even if mm-hmm. I can't bark mm-hmm. all the doors down for them. At least I can leave one open. At least yeah. I can come through this one. Absolutely. And I feel like um, that's what was done for me through um, from a young age from the women of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So I felt like it would just be, and I wanted to do that for other people. It was just, it was divine, honestly. I don't know how else to say it. Hey, that, that, hey, that, that is, that is your definition. That is actually how you were um, influenced. You were influenced by these amazing women. And so it was only right for you to, to, to choose that path. And I'm so glad that you're grateful for that and I know you're very close to your line sisters and we were talking when I had just gotten back from my 25th anniversary of my line sisters you like oh we're going to DC you guys were supposed to go did you make it no no COVID hit COVID hit COVID said uh stay in the house yeah but, uh, we try to do like zoom calls and stuff right and guys, yeah like, group chats and things but yeah COVID. Yeah. I know COVID <laughs> but you guys will be back together I'm sure for your three-year anniversary and um, I know it'll be lots and lots of fun. Well, tell everybody how they can connect with you, especially for our young Cool Sora audience um, who need the information you, that you are so willing to give. All right. So um, I also want to put, put out there for anybody watching that I do have online courses that teach everything that I'm talking about. So you can um, find me at thelaptoplifecoach.com. Once again, that is thelaptoplifecoach.com. Oh, you said you want to know more about yes. the book? Yeah, that's my line, sister. Oh, hey. yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, um, hold on. let me get this part out, and then I'll yeah. tell you a little bit yeah, more sure. about the book. 
So um, you can find me at thelaptoplifecoach.com or on Instagram at yanslay, Y-A-N-S-L-A-Y. Um, you can also find me at theotherwayprogram.com, which is the site where I host my courses, which is also uh, my website. And if anybody wants to host an online course, you're looking for the Black Udemy, you found me. So Yes, yes. And <laughs> uh, so my book... Um, it's basically like talking about my journey, um, a little bit about my journey. And um, I wrote it, I think, last year. And it just kind of happened because my nan and I were talking about it. I had wanted to do like a YouTube channel or something about like adulting, but I knew I wanted to do more than just adult life, like adulting. So I wanted to kind of hold off until I found it. But then she was like, you know, if you wait too long, you're not going to be a fresh graduate anymore. Right. So I was like, you are, you right. So, um, <laughs> come on, Nana. Come on, Nana. <laughs> right. So it's basically a workbook where it has um, different examples. Like it has tables and things. So um, if you want to use it for budgeting, you can oh, put wow. your rent and then the dollar amount and do like the math on there. It also has space for you to for you to write. So like the first question is like, what is your why? Mm. And you start there because I feel like the why is what keeps you going when everything else tells you to stop. So that's it. That's it. And actually, Tracy Nicole, who uh, who I just referenced as my line sister, she's a designer. My best friend Jenny is here as well. Um, she she mentors me, and she was like, you need to read this book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And so it really talks about <laughs> knowing why you start your business, why you continue to do what you do. And just like you said, your why allows you to continue to thrive and you always wake up knowing the purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you have already gotten that answer early on. You are, you are so far ahead of so many people, you know, and I, and I think that you should, you should feel very proud because you have um, really stepped out there and you're, and you're doing the work even as young as you are. And I think that that's fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I so appreciate it. And to answer the other question really quick, it is good for first generation college students, but it can be used for anybody that's graduating college or anybody that's entering the adult life anyway. It's made for college students, but I know college isn't for everybody mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So it's good for anybody that's making that transition from school life to adult life. Nice. That's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for just as we finally got this done. But this is, you know, this is our we, we, we've been We've been uh, we've been together since March. <laughs> was that February? February. That was February when we met. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. and that's when I got started. So since the beginning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good. Well, continue success. I am here. I am happy for you, and um, I'm I'm just glad that we were able to make this happen. Be blessed, Yan Slay. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And I just um, thank you so much for having me. I am so appreciative. And um, like I said, just thank you and continue to glow as much as you want to glow. And I'm here for it. Um, and thank you for spreading your positive energy vibes. Thank you for the opportunity. And I look forward to seeing what happens in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. This will be on our IGTV uh, coming up in just moments. And I'm also going to post it on iTunes. Uh, the Cool Soul Podcast, which you can find 
on Apple, um, Google Play, Stitcher, and also Podbean. So thank you again. And add Kusor community. Make sure you get your Kusor necklace. I need to send you one. I got a nice um, red one, red and white one here. Right there. Look at that. Look at that. Hey. Yeah. Okay. The, the ring light. It's, this is the right here but the information is in for those of you who want to get yours uh, the information is in the link tree in the cool store bio so, so thank you so much again <laughs> all right thank you take care yana glove everybody Ooh.